she is from Gambia, 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 and they are doing great works in healthcare. She's a nurse in the United mm. States, and she was sharing what you, you, you used to talk about. Um, to those who are not affected by diabetes, uh, it may just be one of those stories, but when that Kashuga starts catching up with you as the age goes, uh, you may just appreciate what Dr. Musanja was, uh, was uh, saying. Uh, diabetes is not a very uh, bad, 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 as in bad disease. It is a manageable uh, disease. Uh, it, it, it can be managed. Um, uh, your, your eating, your eating habits, your exercise, and stuff, and stuff like that. Uh, let, let me also just add on nothing to what uh, Dr. Mwanje mm. was saying on uh, on life insurance. Um, I talked to Madson when I when I was yes. in, in Zambia. I said uh, I think all of us do appreciate and understand um, the importance of having uh, a health insurance, um, mm. but we probably need to package it properly. It needs to be, yeah. It needs to be uh, well uh, packaged. Uh, one of the things we have seen here in uh, Western world, your mortgage, there is the insurance attached to to it. Your car payment, they they want to be taking uh, insurance so that you die. Um, someone, some bank will take care of uh, of of the payment. So I said to Matson, is there a way we can sit together uh, mm. to find a way of packaging it? So it is sweet. It is not something, oh, here, here we go again. We are talking about death. You know, who wants to hear about, about death? <laughs> so this is <laughs> and yet it's a reality. one way we need to, pack, to package it very, very nicely. Uh, like uh, you've seen me post here on, uh, on my Facebook about the Canadian uh, healthcare, especially, well, they've just made it part of the system. No one even knows uh, where we pay, but it is part of the system. You don't even have to worry about it. I think that is the, the general way we need uh, to, to to market it. But thank you, Dr. Musanje. Uh, I don't know. It's somewhere along the way, on top of the hour, or somewhere in the hour, we'll talk about uh, big, big, big uh, things coming up. Um, I'm happy Dr. Kajira is here. Uh, good morning, Dr. Kajira. And uh, this thing, nothing, is uh, just going to be massive, uh, massive. Oh, and we are going to package it better so that uh, uh, as the night goes, not as the night ends, but not as a night beginning, but just where we, we need, boom, uh, we, we are going to drop this thing. Drop because it's massive, like Nathan was, uh, was saying. So... We are also, Nathan, uh, preparing uh, to discuss with Dr. Mono. Uh, he's a uh, president uh, of uh, a college in uh, Schenectady, uh, in mm -hmm. New York. Yeah, yeah. Wow, so I like the way you want... that. Me, me, I cannot pronounce that, that word. No, you can't say it. Uh, the only reason I, I, my friend, uh, Dr. Captain Mungala, was, uh, was uh, there. Yeah. So, because he was there, I had to. I was forced to 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 learn to say it. Connected, yeah. It's a wonderful, small, uh, little town. I think it's about six hours drive from New York City. So it's quite up north there. Mm. Um, yeah. So 
we, we want to discuss with him, uh, see if we can package something uh, with uh, the education platform. Uh, we, 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 so, you know, that question people have been asking uh, us when I come to Dallas, what am I going to come uh, having? You just wait. You come to Dallas. Do, 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 you re, do you remember, Roger, that when we were preparing for Las Vegas, that's the same question that was coming up yes. with people. Hey, what yes. am I coming to do in Vegas? What am I, isn't yes. this just one of those? Isn't this just one of those <laughs> things? One of those things where people will be drinking. That drinking thing. We said, uh, guys, trust that. This is yeah. a business convention. Here we are today. You all heard what Dr. Monsange said. You see, a lot of things came out of that uh, Las Vegas event. And this is what is going to happen in Dallas as well. Like my president says, I live in America. I have no choice to call him my president. Huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> it's huge, huge, huge. It's big. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's just because this choice words uh, he uses. So yes, um, uh, on the tourism, I think we talked about it last week. We are also pre preparing, like Nathan, uh, what, what you just said. The, the, the ambassador, I think, this week coming up, we may need to have a private discussion with him uh, so that he knows uh, going to, the, to Dallas is not just coming to give the, the ordinary speech. We, we are signing mm -hmm. some agreements. Makajira uh, and his, uh, his, his forum are going to demand uh, government to put up something on the table. Yeah. Just to encourage us, you know. Um, yeah. The education people, we, we need some help. Uh, we will need some push from, uh, from government. So I was researching their memorandum of understanding. It's not something uh, which is uh, uh, legally binding, but at least it gives uh, some kind of, uh, I don't know, framework of the understanding that there is this coming. Uh, this is what is expected of you, and this is what is expected of us uh, to do. So those are going to be some major. I hope we can find a nice, uh, Bella, nice uh, folders where those uh, signatures are going to be. So the chairman, uh, the, uh, Dr. Kajira, Lamono, when they, when they sign these things, you know, they will be nice. And, you know, you know that profession when presidents are exchanging files. You know what I mean? That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. So these are Good the morning, big, big, gentlemen. Big, big. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Go ahead. <laughs> we just started Am talking. Am I loud and clear? Yes, yes. You know, you know, Roger, you keep saying East Coast. For us, when you say East Coast, you're talking about Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, and all that. So, <laughs> oh, <I laughs> because see. we're not on the coast, we are we're actually inland. It's just that we have Lake Ontario, one of the Great Lakes, so it makes one feel like we're Yeah, I know that you say that. You can look at the map. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. So, so when you were telling us I was East Coast, I'm like, oh, you must have eaten a lot of uh, shrimps and uh, lobsters <laughs> and that kind of thing. Anyway. Well, let me. I don't know if it's correcting you. I am in uh, in in Alberta here, uh, which is landlocked. Yes. However, I'm yes. regarded as being in the West Coast. 
No, really? we call it out west. You live out west. Out west. Oh, I see. So you also live out east. Is BC. BC is west coast. So we okay, are out okay, east, okay. but east coast is the guys on the on the ocean that side. Yeah. Okay, okay. No, I will I will update my don't know if it's my vocabulary or my my everything. Oh, no, I love to understand the block talk radio. Yeah, it, it's great. Yeah, and thanks for having me, and I'm. I'm glad to be uh, with you, good people of Zambia, and uh, let's chat, let's, uh, let's uh, brainstorm, let's see what, what's going on. Yeah. And you gave it to the end. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, again, when you have your background with uh, something going on, uh, just uh, mute your phone. Our latest phones, uh, they've got that commute button. Uh, just mute your phone that way we we don't get uh, feedback. Uh, podcast, podcasts, the way we do it, uh, it's called podcast. It's one of the things they talk about. It is uh, if you can control the background noise, uh, then you can have a wonderful, nice uh, uh, podcast. So please, uh, when you have something going on in the background, just know that we, are get, we get the feedback. So do your best. Uh, the first thing you do and before you answer um, or anything, just mute your, your button. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, like uh, I, I said, uh, on top of uh, the our Dr. Kajira and I and the team, we'll just review just a little bit. I, I received a wonderful, wonderful call from Dr. Kajira. I think it's me who called him, or, or him called me. Who knows? Uh, so, we'll talk <laughs> about uh, that. Uh, that is a platform on uh, on the healthcare. Uh, I can feel this in my bone, um, my bones, uh, Dr. Kajira. This is going to yeah. be a massive. This is going to be something which is going to make us want to belong to something. It, it really is going to be to be big. Uh, so let's that. find out what is uh, going on around uh, the world. What is going on uh, in uh, in Zambia? Um, before I go to to Zambia, we're going to talk about. I think uh, Kelvin covered this. Uh, I don't know. I haven't even said hello to people. Very bad of me. I just took it uh, for granted that um, every one of you, uh, well, Nathan started it. Kelvin, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Uh, just uh, reiterate to uh, Dr. Kazira that Inkana Red Devil is the, <laughs> is the it. He knows what I'm talking about. Huh? <laughs> Why? Is he's power dynamos or what? I, I'm not sure he didn't declare. He didn't declare. No, I've never <laughs> declared. <laughs> <laughs> but you go see how animals was there. I try for there in Kitwe. Hey, <laughs> if there was time, I missed church. Was when Paul and Kara Nejevos was was the home home ground. I didn't care whether my watchtower uncle is going to punish me or not. I'm out of there. Punch from Indolo. Punch. All the way to Usakira to go and watch a game. Ah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who cares? You know, and you were supposed to be at the, station, uh, at the stadium 10 in the morning. The game is starting at 3. Because uh, you have to line Roger. up for free, for free entry. Roger. Go ahead. Roger. The, the, the Nkana, Nkana power game uh, always started two weeks before the actual match. 
<laughs> a lot of banter. I'm telling you, the week leading to the game. People, people are fighting. The game is a, a week away. <laughs> there was there was a game, Kelvin, Kana and Power. I think it was semi-final of some match. They went to play in in Chingola, and we uh-huh. beat in Kana in Chingola two two zero. So there were these two guys. One was in Kana, one was uh, Power Dynamos. They were twins. They lived in the same house, and I went Whoa. to school with the, yeah both, both of them. So the, on Monday, this in Kana guy he used to call me Tata. Tata. Uh, my, my, it was like yesterday Sunday. I my the
Yeah, me and the Chitalus, we are very close, you know. The, the father okay. and the son, we are just like yes. family. Anyway, about the Chombas, um, the young brother to Samuel Chomba is married to my niece. Then we twice is married to one of the, the girls. Was married to one of the girls was our, our neighbor. So he's a warrior, warrior. So you you actually lost a lot of people in that class, Kashmir. Yes, uh, like in Kawe, everywhere, every location at the, the funeral. You know, we had so many. We lost so many people that uh, that were connected to the national team. Mm-hmm. It was a tragedy. But you know, yes, we're going was. back to the rivalry of <laughs> power and the Inkana. It's almost the same with uh, Kaiser Chiefs and Orlando Pirates. They, there, there was a word in the compound that. Uh, after the game, all the clinics were full of uh, injured people, people <laughs> fighting. And uh, <laughs> that is in South Africa. <laughs> no, yeah. no, in, in in Zambia too, the mine clinics uh, on the copper belt in Kitwe. Even the medical personnel knew they stocked they stocked more bandages and totorito. You know that blue. Simpa. <laughs> Timpa, what was uh, what was funny was that uh, when uh, Power was playing at Inkana, their supporters would come, but instead of displaying their replica jerseys, they would wear something uh-huh. on top. They don't want to be identified as a Power supporter. When Power scored, <laughs> nobody celebrated. <laughs> Inkana was brutal. <laughs> but when we went to Asa Davis Stadium, we took over the stadium. Inkana was brutal. <laughs> Cameroon mm-hmm. Warriors. 
he went to Cabo Areas briefly, but uh, I never, I never transitioned. I always remained a Popular Wanderers fan, and uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Liverpool fan. Not just because now, now, uh, uh, I was a Liverpool fan nah, even nah, before. Nah, nah. Way, way, In way, two way, hours, way you lose. Two hours, <laughs> two hours, you lose. No, we, 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 we will talk about this after two hours. We will have a, a conversation <laughs> to get on the side. Okay. <laughs> uh, we will, we will. All right. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, I think, those were the days with uh, those small radios. Dennis Ruewe comes in at uh, 3 o'clock. If it is your team coming, you know, he, he, he brought the game like you are, like you are watching it live. But you talk about imagination. Mm-hmm. Those were the highest kind of imagination. You are listening yes, to sure. Dennis Ruewe reporting in, in Malawi. We are in deep trouble. Ah, 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 ah. But Roger, Roger, here is the here is the thing. Uh, I, I know this was a good uh, moment to reflect and all that, but it still brings us back to that point to say, what happened to all that structure? in the sports fraternity in Zambia. You know what I'm saying? You cannot you cannot have people supporting European country teams when our our league is is literally in me. you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's it's something also that uh, the diaspora needs to address and say you know what let, let, I know people support that. I know a friend who sends jerseys to Mufrira Wanderers and football boats and things like that. Um, I mean, those were moments when the teams we have mentioned here, come on, Green Buffaloes and Cabo Warriors playing. It's almost like the Super Bowl of that country. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Those, mm-hmm. those were like, I mean, <laughs> like nowhere I said, they drove from Lusaka to come and watch Wanderers. Everywhere Wanderers went, we went there. It doesn't, it it took everything for we believed in our teams and you know we were just uh, I mean if you might say when I start talking about the Blackpool Wanderers the rivalry here across the <laughs> Kitwe Road you, you know Kitwe Road is what separated the the mine area to Kamuchanga and all the, what Kajira that in front yeah. if you look when somebody sends me pictures of Shinde Stadium it's a funeral. Mm. I mean, it's a few. I'm saying to myself, how how did we get to this point? You know, and then people think, are wearing Arsenal jerseys, Manchester, and I'm saying to myself, I'm not by being part of that. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> I, I think things collapsed with the economic uh, economic collapse in 1991. We just saw uh, mm-hmm. everything, so we had to start rebuilding, and and there's opportunity. Yeah, we to need revive. to. To revive that, yeah, yeah, yeah. The mining industry going down, uh, yeah, and yeah, uh, was... this uh, global effect as well. Uh, now we can get uh, live balls, um, live uh, uh, soccer games from uh, mm-hmm. from UK. Back in my time, we never had uh, uh, live uh, soccer. We used no. to watch them. Late at night, recorded ones, uh, late at night, 11, I don't know if it was 10 o'clock, uh, on Wednesday, after they were played on on Sunday. Uh, so you, yeah. you, you waited, 
Uh, who remembers Super League? So, uh, Super League uh, yes, soccer yeah, program. Big, big league. Yeah. Big league. Big league. Big league yeah. It came on Wednesday, if you, re- if, 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 if you remember. Late at night. Games which were Wanted played by on. Uh, yes. Yes. Mm. By then, but, we had uh, watched but, all our, our games. Uh, we are done. But now, <laughs> seeing technology, this is what technology has done. Some things are good, some things are just some, terribly yeah. bad. Because we had That's some true. great, great fo- 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 uh, football players, uh, uh, better chanders of this world in, in Kana Stadium. Uh, you went to watch the football game. It was those games. I never used to sit. My long and pasande at Kukawa Bola. The whole night, I'm just commentaries. I'm just doing commentaries at night. They are born now, goes to this one, goes. It is a goal. Anyway, those are stories. Uh, we blame, <laughs> we blame Kelvin. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome, Titus. So, before before we go to, uh, yeah, I was about to say Kelvin um, brought, I think, this discussion last week, uh, the God Rush. I, I was in it, uh, Ottawa by then, but I, maybe, yeah, but I've got some questions to ask uh, on uh, on that. Uh, l- let me just, I don't know what people are thinking about uh, the U.S.-China trade, trade war. Uh, when we saw some numbers going down and people are saying, oh, it's a recession, Trump might, uh, you know, temper down. Uh, no, yesterday he even put some firewood to it. Uh, he may be increasing the, um, uh, the tariffs to 30, to 30%. Uh, I kind of agree with Trump. I kind of agree with Trump. I will not, I will not review my entire uh, card here, I, but I kind of agree with Trump. Anyway, who wants to say something about uh, this uh, uh, trade war between the U.S. and China? Somebody. Uh, l- l- let, me, let me say something, Roger. Uh, uh, yes. I, I would not agree with, uh, with him uh, on the basis that, first of all, you have to look at uh, the operations of China. One, uh, the, the Chinese model is not based on uh, quality. You have to know that. The Chinese model mm-hmm. is based on quantity. Uh, that's why China is able to manipulate its currency uh, just so they can make their goods uh, cheap. Uh, China mm-hmm. wants to, yeah, China wants to keep up with, uh, you know, maintaining its, uh, you know, overbloated uh, population. The the trade war that Trump is fostering is going to uh, end up hurting the U.S. And when they start talking about uh, recession, uh, it's because of uh, these things he's doing. Uh, when you start retaliating in this manner, uh, you know, at such a, a, an economic scale, without uh, an exit plan, you, you are risking uh, the, the, the economy of your country. You see that? Uh, China won't stop. They will impose tariffs as high as 70 80%. Guess what? They don't care. They will devalue their currency. What did they do two, three weeks ago or a month ago? Because uh, Trump imposed those tariffs, they looked at their goods and said these goods will be too expensive, they won't sell, let's devalue our currency. That's all they do. So in the long run, it's going to hurt the U.S. than it's going to hurt China. If I were him, I would sit down with economic experts and see uh, an amicable way of, you know, of balancing up uh, if it's, uh, trade is so concerned about. I would, uh, yeah, I would rather he sits with the economic experts and uh, charts a way forward. That is uh, beneficial to both countries and uh, and the you know and the world at large. Period. 
the thing the thing with the point uh, to add on what uh, uh, Kelvin is saying here, my main concern, mm -hmm. Roger, is that uh, you are gonna you putting up this fight and you're putting up these difficult rules. Uh, you're trying to do whatever you are doing. My big question is, do you have the alternative to cushion the implications of this decision you are making? For example, look at uh, what has happened with the, uh, what do you call it, uh, the soya beans farmers in the United yes, States yes, because yes. of that, mm -hmm. because uh, China was actually, and you see, when some of these things start coming up, then you realize and say, oh, wow, so these guys, so you see, China was the largest uh, consumer or buyer of uh, soya beans from the U.S. Those farmers are hurting. And what is your alternative to that? Do you have an alternative market for these farmers? And what, what are you doing about all this you are creating? Uh, the other day, I think it was yesterday, I was driving. I like to listen to, to KERI, uh, what do you call NPRI news on radio when I'm, when I'm on the road. And they were mentioning that. I don't know where else this story is appearing online, but I heard it on NPR News. They were mentioning that uh, those uh, train cars that are used in the train system in Chicago, in uh, Boston, is it Massachusetts? And what is the third place? Is it Philadelphia? Uh, I don't think it was New York. Three major cities, okay? Those are made by Chinese companies. And actually, the Chinese companies have, got, have established, is it workshops or places in these cities where those things are made, maintained, and what everything else. So they are trying to impose, they are trying to say there will be no federal funds to be used to purchase those trends because they are manufactured in China. So they were talking to an American, a top American official who works in one of those companies, and they were saying it is easier said than done. Do you know how many people are going to lose jobs? What is the alternative for this to be done any other place? And this thing keeps coming. We all know this thing keeps coming up, Kelvin Cletus. Any other, if it's done in America, you know the cost of it, Okay. So that is the issue that they raised. So my argument about this issue is what plan B, alternative solution, do you have to this fight that you are raising? I like that. What, what plan B you have? Okay, go ahead, Mish. Um, I would okay. like to differ a little bit with, um, with my Mwisho China doesn't only produce cheap stuff. It is how smart they are. China will produce according to the market. When they make a shoe for the American market, different from the shoe they are trying to make, that's to selling that as well. You know? Or I used to send stuff back home, and then this guy said, oh, you send something made in China, and then they look at the quality and say, wow, the quality <laughs> is so good. You know? So they are smart. You know, there are roads, people have been to China will tell you how beautiful and masterpiece and durable their roads are in China. You know, so the Chinese are just very, very smart. But their strength is in the numbers, you know. And, and also that they are very tough people, you know. 
The air population can do it very little. So once you have a trade war with them, it's still against your population, you know? And that goes to how the Americans are, had a lot of casualties in the, in the Vietnam War. It's because an American soldier should have some certain comfort to function. But the Vietnamese can live in this world league and still survive, you know? So that is where the disparity is. And that's where Trump is wrong, very wrong. The question is, uh, should uh, the Chinese be given uh, the free reign, so to say? <laughs> it's, it's very tricky. Look, it, 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 people think that the business in America don't exploit Chinese. They do. That's why they shift a lot of jobs to be done there. You know, they pay them very little. They pay their, the, the Chinese workers very little money. Some as low as a dollar per hour. Per hour. You know? that's, a, that's a big point, Misho. That's a big point you're yes. making there. You know, so when they say, like, oh, Chinese manipulates the current Chinese, you know, they, they, they steal this and that. You look at the other side of, they, are just, they just bite back. You know, mm-hmm. it's very it's, it's very complicated. But you know, a smart leader like Nelson put it should have said that, guys, let's sit down. How are we gonna tackle these people? You know, there are things in life that you don't use force uh, to work. <laughs> there are things Aggression. that should, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> you know, everything has a, a time that you can use them. You know, if you wanna kill a mosquito, you really don't need a and an explosive. A hammer. AK for the Philip. Yes, Winshaw, I like to Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree with Trump uh, in some things, you know, I don't agree, but uh, uh, on this issue, I agree with uh, with Trump. Sorry, and for us who have been, and, uh, and uh, <laughs> for, 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 for us who have been in this country, and I think someone earlier said about. Uh, the way things used to be now, it's not like the stadiums and uh, the things have uh, real gone down. You know, uh, this is a, this is around the East Coast here in Pennsylvania. Uh, this time is a time of fairs, uh, tra- uh, fa- uh, agriculture fairs. And when you go to agriculture fairs, and I encourage everyone, just don't come to America and then we can just spend go to a class or what. Get involved in their culture. You know, sometimes just humble yourself and go to the to to the event and just walk slowly, step by step, and observe some things. Uh, I like trade. I, I, I like agriculture in the, here in the, in the state. And when a agriculture fair, when you go there, you see some inventions that were made in 1700, in 1800, for them to survive in this country. You know, everything. America does. America does not need anybody to survive. You know, we have the, we have the That's best laws in the we we. Let me finish. We have the we have the best laws in, uh, in the one reason. Uh, let me answer your question. The one reason we we need people to survive is because we these people don't know how to take care of environment. These people don't know how to oh, the law is all about. And uh, when we leave all the, these resources to them. They're going to destroy this world. You know, they don't know how to share. They think when they reach up somewhere, then it's, it's all about them, you know. So uh, uh, 
going back to uh, saying America can survive by itself, go to the trade fair and you will understand this culture. You know, it's the best workers, best inventions, best people to obey law, best people to, to say when they mess up, yes, I got caught. You know, look what happened to Jeffrey. He took his own, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say it, you know, but if he's on the rest of the world, they said, oh, to be tough, I mean, a guy with that kind of money, oh, man, oh, it would be, we wouldn't even be able to reach, to, to reach up to him. <laughs> but look, follow, follow, follow Jeffrey, follow Jeffrey's case. Uh, 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 only in America, only in the USA. It cannot ever happen in China. It cannot ever happen anywhere else. So, I mean, I, I love Chinese and I don't have anything against them. But as far as the uh, United States, we can close all the borders. We can close all the borders and we can survive. We don't need the rest of the world. Well, mm-hmm. well, well, Mish. Uh, what what best, you should huh? do, uh, number one, is uh, to look at the, what is the population of the United States and uh, look at the population of the rest of uh, the world. Uh, the, the, if you are using a, for, a cell phone right now, simple as that, or a computer or any complicated machine, chances are that um, uh, the methods uh, which allow you to communicate are coming from uh, from Africa. So if you close the whole world, you will just find very, very quickly that your cell phone stops to work, and then you realize how much uh, we, all, we, all need, uh, we all need each other. Uh, what do you say? Uh, I, I agree with Ramusho, but uh, not because of the reasons he's giving. No, Ramusho, if you have a place, I'm letting people... So I'm letting Please. people talk. You know, so you know when me. we start again, I don't, I don't want you to jump in. No, and no, 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 just give me a second. You made a very good uh, point about the cell phone, the, the cell phone uh, issue. Uh, Who invented the cell phone? It's the, it's the United States. If it, if it wasn't for United States, the cell phone, you'd be sleeping on those minerals, dying without communication. You know? Okay. No, you've made your point. You've made your point. Uh, who else wants to say something? Uh, I'm, I'm supporting Trump for a very simple reason here. Maybe people who agree with me, I don't know. What do I know? Uh, I don't know, Akashira or Brother Noah wants to say something. Then uh, we'll do something here. I think uh, Trump's uh, trade war is a reactive one. Um, it's based on okay. fear. Fear that <laughs> China is uh, slowly taking over uh, from, from the like U.S. That. in terms of its influence around the world, its uh, power. So they, the Trump being Trump, he, he, he sees uh, that he needs to clip its wings and uh, try yes. to look at its that is a major, that's a major pro- yeah. yes. So, so this is not based on, uh, on just uh, that, that, you know, China is unfair to the U.S. All that is political jargon. Uh, they just mm-hmm. want to make a case. It's yeah. fear of China. The Chinese have had a master plan that they're following, the One Belt, One Road uh, initiative, and they've been very disciplined. Uh, they have uh, looked around the world, looking at uh, uh, targets and vulnerable places where they can capitalize. And the U.S. has had that paternalistic attitude to the rest of the world. 
you know, almost the colonial attitude of uh, we are going to do this for you and you wait and we'll. So I, I think it's just a reactive uh, step to try and curtail China's uh, uh, power and, and, and influence. <clears throat> and, I, and, and I don't blame don't blame Trump or the U.S. from for doing that. Uh, yeah. you know, the world is about power, power shift. Uh, it's about yes. uh, maintaining your position of uh, influence and power. If you let it go, uh, who knows what's going to happen next? So yeah. it's just power play here. Two giants are fighting, and uh, often what happens when the two elephants fight, the grass suffers. And we as uh, small yeah. economies, like... We're going to suffer from this trade war. But, I mean, you can take sides depending on your ideology, depending on how you look at things, depending on how things affect you. Uh, that's the way, yes, the U.S. is a place of ingenuity, a place where, you know, there's freedom and all that. And, and we appreciate the U.S. and what they're doing. But uh, to say that the U.S. can survive on its own without the rest of the world is, uh, is a pie in the sky. In the sky, I, I like that one. My my contribution to this, uh, uh, like I said, uh, why I agree with Trump. I, th- I think I uh, I may agree with Trump in the sense that uh, he is uh, in the rest of the world. He probably is the only one. America is the only one uh, right now who can stand up to to China. Uh, in my view, I see China a very big uh, country. America, Canada, or the entire Western world, as, as, as we know them, any leader who goes out of, um, uh, out of the way, uh, they are accountable to the people, one way or another. Uh, they will be taken care of. Now, uh, out of hand, China is really scaring me, in, in my view. Uh, they, become, they, will become very, very, they will become very, very strong. Uh, imagine if there was no America, there was no other countries to check on them with what is happening in Hong Kong today. Hong Kong, those kids could have been buried one time. But because they have some other, other people, well, maybe they, let me finish my small contribution. Other people who are checking them, the Chinese are holding on the, on the, on the, on the firepower. That is number one. Two, uh, we also talked about this one time on this, uh, on this radio. Uh, there came a time when Chinese manufacturing numbers went down and the Dow Jones and everything else got affected. And the question we asked on radio was, for how long are we going to depend on one nation? Uh, today, everything which is manufactured is made in China. What about if this one basket got, gets busted? What is going to happen to the entire world? So that is the picture from, from which I'm, I'm looking at things, whether Mr. Trump is going to... Um, manage uh, to tame to tame them down, but uh, I, I see the Chinese uh, a group of people who, who support uh, well, Americans have done it as well, but their support for other nations, uh, rogue regimes, so to say. If say the Zambian government was um, uh, persecuting its own people, they look the other way. And is this the, 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 the giant of the world really we are looking to? This is the giant of the world we want to support? Or is Trump doing the right thing? So I'm really saved that as a, you know, budding Trump yeah. and his, uh, his ways. I'm just thinking we need at least maybe four in the world a uh, competition. Yeah. Competition is good. But to, to yeah. let go China, 
the way things are going right now. I'm not sure it's good for the for our world. I am not very sure. R- Roger. Roger, here, here's yes, what yes. we need to understand, right? The, the, the trade war is between China and the U.S., right? So uh, if uh, Trump pumps up uh, the tariffs, uh, that is hurting us that live in the U.S. It's hurting, uh, you know, uh, manufacturers in the U.S. It's not hurting a Zambian. It's not hurting, a, a, you know, a, a British person. You know what I'm saying? What would hurt uh, the Chinese is if many nations in the world reciprocate uh, or support what the U.S. is doing. You see that? Uh, that's why I said Trump has to be very careful because this will end up hurting the U.S. more than it's uh, going to hurt China, right? There are so many ways of curtailing uh, growing political influence, right? Uh, what the U.S. needs to do, the, the U.S. is a net importer. You guys know that. What they need to do is uh, become, uh, become a mass producer, <laughs> right? Uh, there's technology uh, nowadays. The Chinese are smart enough, like you said. They've uh, used technology to produce at, at low cost. The reason why the U.S. is not doing that is everything in the U.S. is about making billions, 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 right? The U.S. can, uh, can uh, implement uh, technologies that will make production costs very cheap. You see that? You don't start fighting uh, China on the basis of tariffs. No, you don't do that. That's why I said he needs to sit with uh, uh, you know, economic experts and look at how they can counter, first of all, Chinese economic uh, influence globally, and how they can counter, you know, uh, political influence, uh, uh, increasing tariffs. So, so here's the, the question, right? How did they come up with a 25% uh, tariff increment in the first place? And then China retaliates. Guess what? He goes back and says, oh, now tariffs will be 35. How are you coming up uh, with these figures? That's my concern right there. You see, economics uh, is not an haphazard thing. There are processes in economics. There, there are backward and forward linkages that determine a lot of things. You see, he's going to end up hurting uh, the U.S. more than he's going to hurt China. That's my two cents. Okay, and uh, what uh, Dr. Kajira said here, this is about power. Let's not uh, look at uh, the smaller picture and say this is about studies. This is about uh, economics. No. If you are speaking corporate language, the tariff thing is uh, this is about power. This is the way we should do, see it. Uh, America is concerned about the Chinese influence in, uh, in, in Africa. So if they say 5% to the 25% can tame China to start thinking, uh, going small, or, I don't know. We, we don't know. Enough and ask the right question. What is the, the end game? What is plan B to this? We'll be watching, but we want to open our eyes and not to be uh, fooled and say, oh, this is about trade or about this. No, this is about power. Who controls the world? This is what America is concerned about. That's right. Uh, Titus, I don't know. You wanted to say something. You know, when you come yes. a bit. Good morning, Yes, uh, yeah, morning, everybody. Yes. Uh, I think also this commenting that we are commenting, you know, it's not really, it's not a necessity, but at the same time it's a necessity. Before you comment, I'm pretty sure we should have looked at China, because even in China, I think we just hear and listen that one needs to go, whether you go to Beijing or you go to Hong Kong, you have to see, because Roger, I'm telling you, I will still repeat, that Times Square in New York, ask leaders, Let us go to China and see what they have there. 
if the only way you can try to read that, even if there's power fighting, you can tell that, well, why is this person thinking that they're powerful? You can't have just one block of lighting in Times Square and you're very excited about that when the whole entire block, of <laughs> the whole city is lighting. And then when you compare, that's comparing oranges to oranges. And it should tell you, for the third world, you will switch off lights, right? To save power and expenses. <laughs> uh, yeah, on top of the power. power. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point <laughs> you, you I mean, make. Uh, uh, ro- <laughs> Roger. Roger, which another thing Trump will do is that Trump... Ah, uh, no, 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 sure. I, I, I call on you, and then you can um, probably, we, we, we can go there. I, I, I'm no, trying to change the subject. Sorry, Bishop, we'll come, we'll come back. On, uh, United States sends a lot of remittance on, um, to the rest of the world. On top of the hour or somewhere there, uh, Dr. Kajira and I and the team, we are going to be uh, talking about uh, the uh, diaspora uh, doctors uh, Dr. Monsanto, you, you've come back here, and you, you remember when we, in your segment we talked about the many doctors you uh, invited to come on the show on Health Watch uh, back in the day, uh, 2015, I don't know what year it was. Uh, Dr. Kajirai, I think, is going to need a lot of those doctors as we uh, step up uh, to the, uh, the project, which is going to be unveiled um, at our 10th year anniversary in, in, in Dallas. So we'll talk. We'll talk about that one, but not necessarily on top of the hour, but somewhere in the in, in, in the next hour. So stay tuned. Yeah, that, that is a, a a good starting. We, we are going to do. Uh, the the hunger situation in in Zambia uh, is uh, just a story uh, we are hearing online, and probably we have not taken time. Uh, to uh, to think about it or say something about it, brother Noel, I've seen you comment actually uh, on the on the situation uh, in Gwembe. Uh, I'm not sure why you were thanking the PF. You should have just thanked the government, in my view. But anyway, I'll let you first explain what that comment was all about. <laughs> but then talk uh, on the the bigger picture of what is happening back home. Uh, there is an issue of hunger. Uh, go ahead, brother Noel. Okay. First of all, to answer your question, whenever I am criticizing the government, I say yes. the PS government. I say the PS government. So when I am giving them privilege, I say the PS government. No. Because if I just say this, yeah, so that I feel like it's, it's, it's a 50-50 thing. You know, what is good for the other is good for the, for, for the Ganda. That that is that is why I put PF there because when I criticize, I say PF. So when I give credit, let me also say PF. Um, and and it, and it is true they they they, they gave some uh, some relief food to the people of Grenbe. Uh, Grenbe has been one of the areas affected not only this time but going back in the day, even when we were uh, growing when we were when we were growing up. Gwembe is usually one of the places affected by uh, by hunger. Uh, there are other places as well, uh, like in Kazungula. They, there's also a situation with with, with hunger, and uh, like we were talking about Trump and saying that he has a, an, a, a plan to to take care of, of the trade situation. We are looking at our government, our PF government, and do they have a plan? And it looks like they do 
they, they, they do have a plan. Uh, I don't know if this, this, this hunger problem is mostly affected by the drought. In, in, in Southern Province. There hasn't been any rains in Southern Province. No, so this, uh, not just for Southern Province, the entire country. There is talk of yeah. hunger coming and they should declare an emergency. The entire country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 but the food is going to Gwemda now because that's the place that's mostly affected right now. But now I don't know if this hunger situation is also being affected by the prices of millimil that people cannot afford millimil as well. I don't know if the two have anything to do with each other, but I'm hoping that the government continues to to look at these areas that are affected, regardless of where they are affected, and have a plan. And to think also, if this situation happens next year, what is our plan? Instead of having the situation happen, can we have the contingency plan to say, okay, if this happens again, then you know what do we do not to get there? Okay. That's, that's okay. Well put. Others, if we thought about what is uh, happening uh, right now, they are saying, uh, let us uh, declare uh, emergency emergency in in Zambia. Who has the thought? Who hasn't given it a thought? It's time. It's time we started. Uh, someone, please. Declare an emergency for what? For hunger. For hunger. So that they can start uh, receiving emergency aid. No, I think they need to declare an emergency for irresponsible management of the country. <laughs> okay. You, you, you are right, I'm sure. Um, okay, we will reach th- that question, Nathan. We will we'll go to, to, to that question. But right now, there is an issue in our own country where there is no food because according to, uh, well, we, we, if you follow the, the weather patterns, we didn't have enough rain uh, in, in, in Zambia. Uh, that is uh, probably the argument the PF are putting out there although some of us are putting on a counter-argument to say that is baloney, as they say, the Americans who tell us. And so give us something else. Um, there is um, the climate situation they are talking about. Uh, the next question we are asking is uh, probably what is, uh, first and foremost, what should we be doing? Or from what I can sense here, uh, probably it's one area we haven't paid attention to, uh, and we should, we, we, we should because uh, uh, a lot of those requests, remember, they are coming, and we are sending Western Union. It could be part of this insala. Every inbox thing I'm getting from uh, my Facebook, insala that is uh, what is uh, uh, coming. But like Brother Noel said, gentlemen, uh, if there is hunger in Zambia um, because of climate change, so to say, uh, what are the suggestions? What, what should we be doing as a as a nation? To because this thing is not going away anywhere. Uh, sometimes in Zambia we behave like, uh, oh, uh, this year there was no rain, and therefore next year there will be no rain. So we don't plan ahead uh, to say, suppose this happens next year and the other year. 
Now, those who read the Bible, there were some years when there was hunger. Seven years. Seven years. What should we be doing in Zambia? Who can have a thought on that?
you know, negative issue in the economy like hunger, it will go out of the way. But the right people to blame, first and foremost, is Mr. Rungu. And here he is. He's leaving the country. He goes to India. Uh, in a country where you're saying, let's declare uh, a hunger situation so people can come to our aid. But guess what? Look at his entourage. How many people are joined with him? He's spending thousands and thousands of dollars to travel to nowhere. I don't know how many times we are going to talk about uh, those travels. We have, we've highlighted before uh, what uh, those travels mean. And we've uh, said uh, if those travels are meaningless, they must stop. But you have to understand uh, who foots uh, the bill for state visits. It's the hosting state. In this case, India. India is footing the bill for the president and his entourage to travel. Right? Uh, while there, they're looking at uh, you know, various projects they can do together as, uh, as uh, you know, two sovereign nations, right? What can India do for Zambia? What can Zambia do for India or vice versa, whatever the case is? You see that the issue we have to be looking at, Roger, is the benefit. What is the benefit? That's why, for me, I think a cabinet office must start looking at uh, providing us with a cost-benefit analysis of these trips, right? How much is the – if Zambia is uh, footing uh, the, the whole bill, right, uh, a cabinet should provide the cost. And what are the benefits? Yes, some benefits are intangible. Some of them are tangible. But we want to see those things so that we know that, hey, each time a president travels, uh, you know, this is what is accruing to the nation or this is not what's, what's accruing to the nation, then we can make a determination to say you are wasting money. Because this is not just about Lungu. Uh, Rupia Banda was doing it. Manawasa was doing it. Chilwa was doing it. Any guy that will come will be doing it, right? So if we have to have uh, solutions uh, to curtail these guys from making unnecessary trips, we have to have the data. We have to have the, that information, you see? So for me, for me, the problem is not the traveling. For me, the issue is what are the benefits, what benefits are accruing to the nation because this guy has to travel. Mm, uh, Kelvin, I, I, I beg to differ with you. You, you. you can't say the problem is not the travels. Uh, there's some information which is just general information out there, which is not like, what can you say, privy to certain positions or it's private or it's confidential travel is travel okay uh okay i unless you are telling me that india put fuel in that jet that may sound silly or funny i'm just trying to process a thing there's one component that you are overlooking about this you know that when these guys travel they get paid allowances or per diem you know that right Uh uh-huh they get paid a deal. And what we need to understand is that the president has an allowance per night per day. It's it, it, every position there, they have an allowance per night per day. If you add that bill, if you add that bill, it's not a small bill, my brother. It's not. Uh, 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 Nathan, I, I agree with you. That's why I said we have to look at it. Uh, uh, what is the purpose of the travel is. Is it a state visit? The hosting state covers uh, those allowances we are talking about. They cover food, they cover uh, accommodation, right? Uh, in terms of uh, jet fuel, I'm not sure who covers that. 
But guess what, guys? It's not about our leaders staying within uh, the country. That's going to bring a development. That's going to answer all these problems we have. No. It's about our leaders making those trips that foster relationships, uh, you know, that promote uh, investment no. uh, back in our country. Yes. Uh, no. Kevin. Kevin, no, you, 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 had, you had good time, my brother. You, you explained it. Oh, you wow. had good time. Okay. The argument, okay. Kelvin, we are, we are making is, is that um, uh, the, the state visit may only be 100, eh? 100,000. I don't know if that is cheap change as far as Zambia is, co is, co is concerned. Um, uh, maybe the other day uh, uh, they, are, they are having uh, uh, in Lusaka, they are holding a, what, a function, smoke a function, another 20,000. Then the other day there is this, another 10. The cumulative effect of uh, just those small, and I will beg to differ. Uh, someone prove it as uh, wrong. Ukwevati it is not our uh, government who, who are putting up money. Uh, for, for the bonuses. There's no way Indian government is going to be paying the bonuses, uh, these uh, bonuses from, uh, a, a, from, uh, from, from Zambia. And number two, okay, what we're okay, saying, just, just it is the, the, the time. The time we're spending to be away from the, the, the nation, the nation which right now needs every minute of uh, his attention uh, to, to plan. We are in a country, as Van Timpa was saying here, which is growing at 2% GDP. We are growing at 2%. And then there is uh, another guy we don't like, Mangufuri, there, who has decided not to travel. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it is helping him. His economy is growing at 6 7, 7%. At those percentages, we know people can find jobs. We know people can, uh, can have uh, something. But right now, uh, this is our government, uh, Kelvin, don't forget, which just announced austerity measures the other day. They announced austerity measures. And uh, so when we see regardless who is paying the, the, that bill, to me, these trips he has taken, I produced something uh, um, in 2017, and that thing is still going around. People are still sending it to me, but no one sent it to me. The other guy sent it. It was 1970. Where I compared Mangufuri and, 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 and Mwanawasa, uh, uh, Mangufuri and, uh, and, and Lungu travels. Uh, yeah. He has traveled so much. Can he now show us what the benefits of those travels have been? I don't know if it is six years in power. Can he show us the benefits rather than a, a good way? To me, it is zero. We haven't seen those benefits. It is time for Mr. Lungu to stay home. Stay home. That is just all I'll, I'll probably say about that. That man. Okay, can I just make home. one correction, Varoja? Yes, go ahead, Mish. And I'm not trying to qualify Mr. Lungu's uh, trips. They are ridiculous. Uh, but uh, when they have a, like a state visit, like the one they had in India, uh, the Indian government to cover like maybe 90% of the cost, including allowances and uh, accommodation and travels and all other uh, costs. So, but there, it's still a cost on Zambia because uh, we have to reciprocate. Okay, so we, we the Indian people took care of that that tab. We we owe them a state visit. So <laughs> you understand? So it's still a loss. You know?
That's the point where Kelvin uh, should know. Oh, 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 also, the president doesn't have to make all the trips. He can delegate the Minister of Finance to do this. He can delegate the Minister of this to do this. He can delegate the Minister of that to do that. Because you already were looking at a trip to India with 35 people or more. And next month, another trip to New York with, with, with 35 people or more. You know? So some of these visits, the president can delegate a minister who can touch only maybe five people. Five, six people can go. He doesn't have to take 35 people to everywhere that he goes. All that is money for the state that could be used for different, different things. I mean, we, we, we have a, a problem of load shedding, a problem of hunger, we have a problem of, I mean, you know, but still money on top of money on top of money on top of money. Going out to the country for, for come on. I, I, I think the president, there has to be a point where now he has to say, you know what, let me sit down and try to handle these problems at home and send someone else. That's, that's leadership. Close to oh, almost 100,000 tap, uh, that tap, uh, close to 100,000. Uh, and then the people of Zambia are crying that they can't afford $11 get a, a, a 25 kg uh, bag of meal, $11. So some of these things as a politician, it is the, what do they call it? The image, the, the image eh? to, the, to the nation, it shows. Okay. A bag of cement is um, than a bag of meal. Uh, say that again. <laughs> a, a, ba- a, a bag of cement is cheaper than a bag of meal, 25 kg of Yes. Today, yes. Man. Today, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. The other thing, someone said to me was one forty. Today it is uh, uh, one fifty. Yes, of course. Yeah, innovation. I think we are going to need a lot of uh, in, innovation, how, and this is where how we lack innovation. Uh, we've always depended on one crop. You can, can't you go to cassava? Why should you always depend on maize? That's a problem. And, 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 and that's why we want him to stay home so he can be seeking no, about Roger, different options. Valungo, Valungo staying home will not bring will not bring GDP to a level you want it to. No. So that's why, look, listen to me. That's why I keep saying some trips are necessary, some may not be necessary, right? Uh, the idea mm-hmm. of being a, a president of the country is, first of all, you have those bilateral relations uh, to, to keep, right? You have those multilateral relations uh, to keep. You see that? I don't think any person in their, in their right mind would want to be making these stupid and necessary trips for no benefit to the country. I don't <laughs> think so. Because if that's the case, then there's a... Then uh, there's a mental there's there's a mental situation <laughs> somewhere somehow going on. No, we have a problem in Zambia. That's uh, for sure. A leadership problem. We have it. Yeah, that is for the, sure. The, the only reason the, the the only reason we we are bashing uh, the trips is that we don't have uh, you know information. We're not private to the information. Uh, the, the benefits actually which accrue to the country. We don't have that. That's the only reason. Because if we had that information, guess what? We'd probably even be supporting. <sighs> Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, again, we'll be we'll close uh, this uh, um, our discussion today um, with, with a, a sweetener for the upcoming event on our platform uh, in, in 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 Dallas, Texas. Uh, they announcing uh, the announcement, uh, the business for uh, the health uh, health forum people. 
are going to be to be, to be making. Um, another one, I think. Uh, Kelvin, I don't know if Kelvin uh, touched on this issue of the gold rush uh, in in Mwenilunga. Um It is exciting, and it is uh, very sad when you see a story like that about uh, the gold rush in 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 Mwenilunga. Uh, why are we why are we not uh, excited about about this Wakajita? Hearing uh, there is God in Mwenirunga and yet we are not excited about it. What's the problem? Um well the excitement is there on the ground. I was talking to my uh, brother in law who uh, who actually comes from that part of uh, the country. And yeah. uh, they were visiting from Alberta recently, and uh, indeed, oh yeah, my my friend. fellow friends here. Okay, Doctor Maseka, yeah, Doctor um, Maseka, yes, yeah. And uh, they said there's, there's a lot of excitement and uh, on the ground, but I guess the question should be, how are we going to turn the discovery of gold into something useful and positive? something that can change the lives of the people who live in that uh, part of the country and, of course, the entire country as a whole. How can we utilize our resources um, in order to benefit the country? And I think that's where yes. us as Africans have, um, have, have, have fallen short. Uh, this is 50 years after independence. We are still relying on foreigners come mm-hmm. and invest in our country and develop minds and do that and we are fighting the, the, the datas and all this of the world because we have not um, encouraged Zambians themselves to be able to, uh, to, to grow to an extent where they can actually start uh, mining uh, the, the gold themselves and, and, and mm-hmm. then uh, and exporting it or producing end products out of it. So, yes, the excitement is there, but we know that with every discovery of things like uh, oil and gold, sometimes it can be a, 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 a curse on, on the people. Okay. Because sharks, a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Sharks yeah. out there are also sniffing around and saying, yes, there's an opportunity, let's fix this place. And so we have to be very, very careful. And we find things like that, we have government must must uh, really think through it carefully, find an equitable way of uh, of uh, of uh, capitalizing on this, um, and uh, and then go from there. Because resources we've always known, Zambia has a lot yes. of natural resources. Uh-huh. Uh, we probably even have a lot of oil in in northwestern province because. Angola and uh, you know Northwestern, it's just an extension of Angola there. So if Angola mm-hmm. has found stuff like that, we we must have some under there. But it's a matter of governance, management of resources. Yeah. Uh, how how uh, efficient are we? How um, calculating are we going forward? How do we plan? You know, uh, I you know that's what I think. So. I uh, know. We'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is exciting, Vakashira. At, at the same time, uh, sad. Uh, first, the reports 
which mm-hmm. are coming right now, the soldiers are in the area. Uh, they've, of course, they want to to control, and the mistrust we have with our government, like you have said, it is the the foreigners who are going to uh, take care of what is happening there. Uh, in my view, a caring government probably should be in place. Uh, I'm not talking about PF or UPND, but even the one we yeah. have, they, they should mm-hmm. be caring enough uh, to say this is very valuable to the community. Maybe we will allow the small miners themselves, the Zambians, the Zambians to, to do the, the mining. I mean, the, what the people are saying, it's just on the surface. This gold is just on the, on the surface. Mm. But we all know what is uh, going to, uh, to happen. Yeah. Uh, government, yeah. before we yeah. know it, government will take over and they be, they'll give it to uh, uh, whoever probably is going to uh, give the highest commission uh, to them. And that is the end. Uh, the only thing will benefit, especially if it's northwestern province, it is the people are going to be mining the what. But the actual money, the actual money, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the people probably, mm. the Zambian people, the people of the province who will never see that money again. Yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, it's sad. In, 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 in my view, it is uh, sad. Very sad. Um, I saw a clip. I don't know if others also uh, saw the, the, that clip of the uh, Nigerians. I don't know if it's Van Timpa who sent it to me. Uh, Nigerians uh, in Europe, they are demanding those countries uh, start putting pressure on their senators. Uh, some of it was uh, travels. Don't give these people. Um, uh, visas, don't give them. So it's not only us Zambians who are complaining. A lot of countries are complaining. Let them stay home and develop their countries. Uh, if it is uh, their medical checkups, let them go to, uh, to, to UTH. This is the kind of um, pressure we should begin de- developing. Who is buying our minerals? Where are they taking those minerals? How much money is coming back to our nation? All those details, I think we should be we should be interested. Okay, um, I have some very numbers, a lot of numbers here. Uh, I don't know if people want to say anything. Uh, press one if you want to say something. I have area code two two four. Last four numbers two six zero one. Uh, you can press uh, one if you are you're just listening. That's okay. Uh, we won't uh, we won't uh, uh, bother you. Uh, in my dreams, uh, brother Noel or Vatisewe or anyone here, in my in my dreams, Nathan, um, um, I'm seated and then I remember about one of my days traveling from uh, from Kasempa to Sorwezi. And then I go at the bus station, 5 o'clock. There are four buses, and oh, they are all about to, to start. Uh, Kasimba is very far. I don't, oh, no, not very far, but if you know what I mean. So the buses are starting, 5 o'clock, 5 a.m., and they are all bound for Lusaka. Um, <laughs> I've talked about this. I've quarreled and I've cried. Uh, they were all bound for, for Lusaka. So the other day I was thinking, so have Kasempa buses, they are all heading to Lusaka, Zambezi buses heading to Lusaka, Mansa buses, I don't know if they all also, I think so. Uh, Chipata buses, Lusaka. Question is, 
what do uh, these uh, buses do? What are people? Why do people go to Lusaka? I'm going to play uh, ignorant, but I'll ask this question: What do people go to do to Lusaka? <laughs> That's where everything is. The simple answer. Yeah. That's where everything is, Roger. That is where Transfer center is. is there. The Ministry of Lands, for you to get land, the title deeds, that's where it is. Uh, what else? The list goes on. Yes. Uh, like Dr. Monsanjo said, if you have a health issue, sorry if you live in Sinazongwe. Um, <laughs> you, you have to go to Lusaka to get that uh, special treatment. Lusaka is the okay. place. Who, who, who else? I, I, it's a brilliant answer, Nathan. Who, who, who else? Before I ask this, is now the follow up. Who else? That is where everything is. Who else? Why do people go to Lusaka? Thank you. You contributed on that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I like the answer you got from Mumsawa. He said, if Roger this way, he might build the wall. That's what he meant. That's how funny it was. But, um, you know, the same way people complain here in America that everything is in Washington, D.C. You know, there are things that can be um, decentralized, and there are certain things that have to be at central points. You know, <clears throat> for example, you know, you can't have um, the president having, uh, you know, ten state houses in every province. You know, Valongo has to be in Lusaka. You know, the parliament has to be at one point. You know, I I, I know you are suggesting that um, and you decentralize things like one ministry, the ministry will be in uh, Livingstone, the other one is in Kitwe, the other one is in Mansell, whatever. Um, yeah, the, the, the problem is the ministers to be in parliament. So you are just going to have costs for them to be traveling, you know, to try. That's why a lot of things are in Lusaka, missions, uh, foreign missions are in Lusaka. And you talked about the passport, why the passport should be printed in uh, in Winulunga um, for his access is, is, is because it's, it will be more easy, you know, for Zairians to cross in from Ikelenge there and, and be able to, to, to get it. That's why it's centralized. It's part of the security. Oh, my so God. So I understand why, why decentralization is important, but also you can't just do away with everything. That's my point. Okay, so those were the two answers. The next question is, what is the effect? Uh, 224, 224-2601. Good morning. Good morning, brothers. This is Blair C. Junza in Chicago. I've uh, been listening in. Thank you so much for continuing these discussions. I think they save um, to inform as well as to bring our minds together so that we can, uh, we can make a change in our country. Yeah. So thank you again. Um, I, I don't know if you were, I, you talked about a, a number of important issues. Yes. And, and I think uh, just to, to sum it up <laughs> or to, to come back to, to what I've heard so far, 
Uh, I think the key issue that I think we should begin to focus on is uh, bringing our concerted efforts to bear, especially for those of us that are in our diaspora. Because uh, I think we talked about Zambia's issues for a very long time. Uh, the people back home do talk, you know, they present the issue, but if there's no structured way of um, bringing about change, then we'll keep talking and talking and nothing will ever change. So I, I like the efforts that are happening, uh, especially on the diaspora side, where we are beginning to learn from our friends who are, like you talked about, the Nigerians and uh, other other nationals who are, uh, begin to to bring not just their intellectual resources, but their financial resources to bear in, in trying to bring about change in, in, in their countries. So, for example, I'll talk about uh, this upcoming anniversary where we are, of ZANUS, which is the Zambian uh, network of uh, the associations that we have in the U.S. We're coming to, to be mm-hmm. part of the, the 10th anniversary in, in Dallas. And what we expect out of that is not just talking, but we will be able to create a directory of all the Zambians that we have on this side of the pond, what mm-hmm. field of expertise they, they, they are you know, in, and how we can come up with the policy suggestions that we, we can propose to bring about the change that we're looking for in, in Zambia. Because uh, believe you me, the challenges will not be solved by by the government. We keep saying the government, the government, the government is the people. And unless the people of Zambia realize that they are part of the government, then uh, this aspect of looking at uh, the leadership to bring about the change will, will not work. So I think we have to take it upon ourselves as uh, the, the the citizens of Zambia to play a role in bringing the development, the change in policy that we want to be able to ensure that there is development for the rural community especially. Uh, Lusaka is a nerve center, and uh, it's been that way because, uh, you know, the, the, the system of leadership that we've had since the colonial days has insisted that, you know, you, you have that structure. But in order to develop the country, I think we need to devolve uh, we need to yes. send back some of those uh, powers and some of those decision-making uh, aspects, of, you know, especially to do with policy, back to, 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 the, to the specific provinces that we have in, across the, the nation. So I think uh, for now I'll end there, but thank you so much for this discussion. And um, I look forward to us actually not just uh, sharing uh, the pain that our people are experiencing uh, as, as in words, but doing something about it. And I think that's the key. Yeah. Well, well, well put. And uh, soon uh, uh, Dr. Kajira uh, will be probably talking about uh, some of these uh, things will be, will be unveiling. Um, yeah, th- thank you for t- touching on the devolving of, 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 of power from Lusaka. Uh, Brother Noah, Brother Noah, uh, what do you think is the effect uh, when you think about uh, uh, Brother Ntimpazi's uh, answer, uh, where everything has to be done in Lusaka? What is the effect to the entire uh, country 
uh, in, uh, in Northwest, in Ruapula, in Muchinga, in Southern. What is the effect when everything is done in this one locality? What is the effect to all these other, other places? Brother Noah. All right, thank you, Roger. I've been listening in. So, yeah, I think the, the challenge to that is that development is only focused in one location. And, of course, being Lusaka, this is why everybody seems to be flocking to Lusaka. But I think, the, of course, I get the, the, the other gentleman commented on if the, some of these strategic institutions were placed in places close to Congo, people easily flock in to get some of these driver's license or passports and all that, the NRC. Yeah, but I think the government has to put in strict measures to ensure that I think these places or strategic institutions, at least they are available in all parts of the country so that at least people are not supposed to, I mean, are not forced to travel to Lusaka. And as a result, the population in Lusaka tends to, of course, balloon. And everybody in these rural areas, I mean, they dream of just going to Lusaka as if, I mean, some of us thought of coming to the U.S. As a result, there is that brain drain in those areas and those places mm -hmm. remain undeveloped. So I think not only the government should be, I mean, tasked to do that, but even us in the diaspora, we need to look at how yes. can we help. So like the that. government at the, uh, can only do so much. Because I think I remember when I worked at the American Red Cross up here in the Indiana chapter, uh, most people when we were actually uh, soliciting for funds from I mean, the general public, people used to think that the U.S. government funds the American Red Cross, but it doesn't. So the, to, I think one of the gentlemen earlier pointed out to the issue of um, people I mean, re relying so much on the government. But I think... I, oh, so we have to make sure that I think we in the diaspora focus on one item that we can zero in, if it be yeah. education, it be healthcare, so that at yeah. least we help the government. Because I think if we just sit back and talk, then of course then we, we are not really helping. This is why I think our group at Zanus, we are doing our level best as we are planning to travel to Dallas, Texas. Because just like you've heard from President Yajunza from the state of Illinois, we are looking to come up with policies that will better uh, help us all in the in the U.S. So this is why we are excited that the, the the conference is coming up soon, and we just look forward to meeting each and everyone on on this forum. That's my comment for now. Okay. Well said. Uh, well said. Uh, these are some of the things, uh, anyway, which bother me uh, when I think about it. Uh, suppose uh, all these buses I saw in Kasempa were heading to Solwezi and their business would be finished in Solwezi. Suppose all these buses I'm seeing from Kawamba are heading to Kasama and uh, the business would be finished there. How many jobs would be created in, in Solwezi or Northwestern Province or in Chipata? How many jobs would be, would be created? And we have created this massive, I don't know if it's even a massive, 
Uh, there is a mall every uh, corner of Rusaka. There's a shopping mall coming up and because of the so-called demand. Why should a person pay NAPSA in Kasama and when it's time for him to collect his money, he has to travel to to, to, to Lusaka. In Canada, where I am here, or everyone who is there, who is there in, uh, in, the, in the U.S., it's not always you need uh, something. You go to uh, Washington, you can finish your business wherever wherever you are. What is wrong with that? And this but, is the diaspora right. dimension. That diaspora so, dimension we are going to, 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 to bring uh, to, the, right. to the table, in my view. Anyway. Right. Uh, Roger. Uh, very quickly, uh, Antonio Kene, then we, uh, I go to uh, yeah. uh, for a yeah, great announcement. Under, yeah. Right, just under a minute. Uh, just so you should know that uh, uh, most of these uh, processes uh, are being streamlined um, uh, or even decentralized. Uh, today, you can obtain a, a birth certificate in uh, Kawamba, for instance, in Nakonde. You don't have to go to, to Lusaka. So the process is uh, being uh, streamlined, and I think we're heading in the right direction. Thank you. And with that, I beg to differ, but who am I? I don't, okay. you know, Kelvin, I don't want people going to bus. I'm a bus every day, I'm accident. Accidents we have in Zambia, going to Lusaka. You know, we just need something bold, like, uh, you know, he's saying here, nice, uh, uh, you know, invest instead of. Let me not go into politics. Everything is everything is interconnected with a good economy. Yeah, but investment show with just the underground broadband somewhere. You know, <laughs> digital. All you need to do is yes. your, your local Kasempa uh, uh, headman there. He stamps your papers. You go to your post office. You get your digital number. Next. They're calling you at the post office, go and collect your passport. There's no need to go to Ndola or go to, to Lusaka. 21st century. Talking about the post office has been dead for a while. Yeah, but it's time. Roger, it's time. Roger. I, mean, I mean, there are other couriers we, we can use. You know, the Ubers Roger. of this world have come. They are showing us what can be, what can be, what can be done. You know, especially Roger. we in the diaspora. Can I make a point? Roger, yes, go ahead, Wakashita. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the problem is we, the colonial masters built Lusaka as the captain. We just stayed there now, following what was done six years ago. By now, we should have. Such, if I were president at one point, I would have said, I want to separate the economic hub of the country to just be that an economic yes. hub. Let yes. business uh, thrive. Let uh, Entrepreneurs thrive, and then we remove government capital to a different mm. site where all the Nigeria, everything, what? yes, like yeah. Abuja, right? They built mm -hmm. Abuja right from the scratch. Now, I'm not sure if Nigeria uh, as a country is uh, running things uh, much better. The principle <laughs> of the economic hub of Akajira, that's why I said Nigeria. Yes. Yes, 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 yeah, I agree and with that. And South Africa. Mm. And South Africa. Yes, I agree. Ah, like right. South Africa, Joburg, a capital, a, a, a commercial Speaking capital, co Pretoria, uh -huh. Pretoria. Or Cape Town, yeah. seat of government. You know, Parliament, Cape Town. Pretoria is seat of government. It's all spread out nicely. We, 
we should have started thinking like that. How, in fact, which is the most central part of the country? Is Lusaka the most central, where people from the top of the northwest can reach easily, and southern and so on? I'm not sure, but but maybe again, as Nkipa said, uh, it comes back sometimes to economics. Uh, do we have the resources to build uh, to change the way things have been running? But I I do agree with uh, with Roger that. In this day of age, uh, this day and age of uh, technology, they should be able to easily decentralize using uh, internet to communicate, and people should not be wasting money running around like uh-huh. that. Um, but, um, and I also, I also just want to touch on the two gentlemen. Uh, don't know if it's Chunga, the guy from Illinois, uh, our brother from Illinois. I loved what he said about diaspora just taking up our talk and acting and not demanding all the time government should do with that so i think it's with that attitude that i would i'll I'll talk about healthcare that i'm not we're not going there to demand government should provide us with this that no we just want government to facilitate and let uh, us as individuals, as as members of diaspora and abroad, uh, abroad and at home as well, to do something practical on our own, with just government as a, as a facilitator. That's all we want. And and that leads us. We can run more efficiently than they can. Yeah, that leads us to our 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 the last segment which i've been announcing we, we are going to uh, talk about here and it's going to be part of the the platform uh, when we go to yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, to, to, to dallas so just uh, very briefly um talk to me uh, the way i probably you, you you did what you have been thinking the 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 connections you are already um making and uh, this major announcement to be made at the 10th year anniversary uh, please go 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 ahead. What you are thinking, Rakajit? Okay, great. You know what? I, I'd like to really be thankful for this platform, uh, Zambia Block Talk Radio, because I think a lot of us Zambians in diaspora have ideas, and we've. Uh, I'm pretty sure we all thinkers. We've all thought about different scenarios, and we have ideas. But to realize those ideas and put them into something tangible is always the challenge, and also lack of enough resources to do something is a challenge, especially if it's done as an individual. Because you can have a plan in your head, oh, I'll start a clinic in Lusaka, but you're only an individual. You look at your purse, your money, there isn't much there for you to sustain something. You look at your time, there isn't much time for you to work where you are in diaspora and at the same time be in Lusaka. So, that it's from that premise that that we have been. Did you say Lusaka? Me as the medical. Pardon? Did you say Pardon? Lusaka? Oh, I, I meant Zambia. <laughs> Lusaka, <Okay>. Zambia. <laughs> so, so that's I'm why. I'm joking. Go ahead, go ahead, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Lusaka is a great city, guys. We love it. It's <laughs> the most developed country in our, our town in our, yeah. our country. So. Yeah, we're not mm-hmm. hating on Lusaka, are we? Are we hating on Lusaka? No, 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 no. Of course not. No, no, we're not. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so it's from that premise that um, when uh, Roger, Nathan, and the rest of you guys have been talking about, look, guys, 
we like criticizing a lot. We criticize government, we criticize the president and so on. But what are we doing as individuals uh, with, uh, endowed with our own unique circumstances to be able to actually do something practical back home? And uh, so when uh, Dr. Patrick kept emphasizing on a business plan, come with a business plan, come with a business idea, come with, uh, with something tangible, uh, it got me to start uh, looking around and saying, look, um, in my field of uh, medicine, uh, I know for a fact that there are so many colleagues, both men and women out there, around the world who are Zambians and who are practicing and doing very well where they are. And, uh, but what, what the problem is that we are so segmented, we are separate, we are individualistic. We, we have not come together in any way, in any form or shape to coalesce and, and start thinking alike on a, a single matter. So that's why I've been um, trying to say, to think around that and, and, and uh, a few people I know have been connecting with them. And uh, so the idea has propped up that, look, uh, we can come together, put some resources together, maybe even resources from outside of the medical fraternity and build a structure and a, a, a structure in, in Zambia where we can actually put up a clinic or even a hospital, if I may be a little bit more daring. Um, which is uh, built on an international standard and, uh, and try to be able to run it uh, by providing a service to the people, one, first of all, who can afford it, and then um, also take some, a 10% of the uh, profits to plow back to cover people who cannot, uh, who cannot uh, afford. That way you, you're doing a double army there. Um, so, so I've been uh, I've been talking to friends. Um, I've talked to Dr. Sebastian Benaya, which is Benaya, based in New Brunswick. He's a cardiologist, and he already was thinking in the same lines. I've talked to um, Dr. Mwansa. He's in the U.S. Uh, is this Simon Mwansa? Something like that. Um, in the U.S. is an interventional cardiologist, uh, chief of cardiology uh, in, in the jurisdiction there. And uh, both guys are willing to, to meet and talk about this. I've talked to... Now, we, we realize that you cannot just do something from outside without having partners on the ground, in, uh, physicians on the ground. And in my field of cardiology, I identified Dr. Lorita Kabwe Nayame or Nayame Kabwe. She's the only Zambian cardiologist, and she's doing an amazing job. She's already put in about 10 pacemakers when they, there were no pacemakers ever being put in Zambia. She's put in one uh, CRT, which is cardiac resynchronization therapy. It's uh, three wires in the heart to help the heart uh, function more efficiently, um, even though she's just a general cardiologist and, and not uh, electrophysiologist. So she's doing so much, and I approached her uh, through another young Zambian cardiologist who just finished in Cape Town, uh, who connected me to her. And uh, so she, we've had a chat. She was in Japan the other day, and uh, she, it was in the morning. It was midnight here, and we talked. And uh, we, we, she was very positive. And that's what I love to hear, you know, 
uh, people on the ground not hating on each other, but saying, look, what can we do together? And so, so it's just the beginning. And I'm, I'm out there, I've been trying to link up with colleagues in the UK and Australia. Um, so all we need is to start a spark. It only takes a spark to get a fire going, right? There's a, mm-hmm. there's a song we used to sing. And, um, and so I think all we need is a spark, two, three, four individuals coming together with similar yeah. mindsets, and then let it uh, snowball, have the snowball effect and grow and become uh, translate into reality. Um, so I'll pause there. Um, uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'd, I'd like to emphasize that it's an idea. It's still in its infancy. It's not something like we want to blow any horns or anything like that. And, uh, and I want to believe that there's, uh, there's hope for something like that, especially if we bring it to, to, to Dallas under the auspices of Zambia Block Talk Radio and start sort of building around it. So if you people know any doctor in the U.S., Canada, just mm-hmm. send me the contact address. I'll email them or, or messenger them and tell them there's this idea. I believe in the end there will be a small group of people who are serious. The rest may fall off the bandwagon down the line, but, you know, end of the day, you need a core group. And, uh, and I think that's what we're trying to work on. And um, yeah. And all I'm doing is being a facilitator. I don't have to be in the, right in the center of everything. Somebody might pop up to actually um, lead us to the finish line. But but that's all we're doing. We, we're just trying to be uh, agents of change and uh, and, uh, and yeah, do yeah, something yeah. little. Yeah, yeah, something little. Yeah, I, and, I mean, and by the way, <coughs> and by the way, yeah. you, you posted a very 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 interesting article on Facebook on the Ethiopian di- diaspora and what they've done yeah. in Ethiopia. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually heard about that from. A cardiologist at Mayo Clinic, uh, Mayos Nkomo, Como, Bui Sile Nkomo, about three years ago. And he said, Look, the Ethiopians have done a wonderful job, and we actually assisted them in building up a very good facility uh, in Ethiopia. And uh, because they, they, I think, I guess they got together, over 300 doctors. Uh, got together and they built a state-of-the-art uh, hospital in, in, in Addis Ababa. And uh, if you look at the business plan, they had target population, exactly what we were thinking. I hadn't seen them, their the, the, the platform before. And uh, it, it's exactly, they have 10% for underserved, uh, and people who can't afford it, but they're targeting the large, middle uh, to high-income group who can afford to pay, who have medical insurance to be able to use the facility. They've targeted foreigners in Ethiopia from embassies. They've targeted tourists, etc. So, I mean, sim- a similar thing, even maybe on a smaller platform, can be done in Zambia. Remember, Ethiopia is 100 million people. We are only yeah. 17 million. So there's, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, okay, that's we can't why we compare. doing a lot of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but, but no, go, go ahead. You have, a, you have a question for Dr. Kajira. Yes, I have a question, uh, Dr. Kajira. Uh, I, yes. uh, I, I have a young brother in Zambia who's a doctor. And I oh, once good. asked him, I, I once asked him, I said, uh, you can mm. work anywhere in the world that you want to work, but why yes. do you decide to work in Zambia? 
And he said, yeah. if you can show me a place anywhere in the world that has a better T-bone steak than Zambia, I will come there. <laughs> now, I am saying, <laughs> I am saying, I am saying this to ask this question. Yeah. Have you thought about how in this forum or in this idea that you have, you will try to persuade more doc, Zambian doctors who are abroad to come back home? Is it part of the process that you're going through? Is it part of your idea to say, okay, now how do we bring back the doctors that are abroad to work in Zambia? Have you reached that point where you, you have that thought? Good question. Good question. Now, uh, the whole idea of going back to Zambia can be looked at in different ways. You can go back completely, right, saying, I'm severing my ties from where I am. Now I'm going back to Zambia, and I'll now be a, a registered, fully registered and stay there and practice there. That's one. Then there's those who can still continue working wherever they are, but find a system where they can give to Zambia a month or two of their entire working uh, period to Zambia. So in other words, for two months, a guy is in Zambia seeing patients and then goes back and continues what he's doing. So it's the, uh, to answer your question, uh, both are possible. Uh, for whoever feels uh, that great desire and need to actually go back home. Um, yeah, I'll answer it that way. But it, it's, it's an open book. I mean, you can't... The, the, the ob- objective is not uh, let's go back home drive here in terms of actually physically uprooting yourself and saying, now I'm done with the diaspora, now I'm full-time in Zambia. That's not really the objective. The objective is to still be able to be where you are and still have uh, a foot and, 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 and be able to contribute to Zambia's development, either through teaching or actually seeing patients, or just showing an example of how you can run something at international standard level. And, uh, right. and because sometimes that people see that and say, oh, we can also do that. We can, and, and it creates a new culture, you know. Yes. That's, yes. Yeah, I liked uh, what Dr. Kajira said about um, yeah. uh, the, the new wave. Uh, we've seen they've gone to, not, uh, is it Western province, uh, the African Americans who have been invited. Uh, all these people will be uh, looking for not to run to Washington all the time. They get to, to sneeze. But if the diasporan uh, eye, the diasporan uh, doctor who has seen the standards here, can set up something of the same standard, we we are probably talking about something, uh, you know, something very very nice uh, coming up. Uh, Lusaka, of course, that's where the people are. The airport is. Uh, we begin from there. But who knows uh, how this thing can easily go into other. Uh, into other towns and uh, and therefore allow all these doctors uh, uh, know where you're talking about wanting to go back home uh, those uh, oh there is home you know I might I will find everything they, they may but uh, yes, who else, who else has a question for Dr. Kajira I have uh, two three minutes here yeah th- this is Blair in Chicago 
Uh, thank you so much, actually, for expressing that. I, I was in Zambia in February, and I saw the Greek Coptic Hospital yeah. in Lusaka, which was put together by 50 doctors. Uh, some of them were local, and some of them came from outside the country. And that hospital is a model of uh, the concept you just uh, described, of where yeah. you know people that have been out there have come to Lusaka, and they've put a hospital that caters to people's needs. My brother actually has uh, kidney failure, so he was able to receive dialysis at that hospital. Um, but to build on that, I, 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 I pray that when we meet in Dallas, we will have uh, the ideas that we, we're talking about here. And the key thing, uh, I think that has been missing with uh, mm. us as Zambians, especially on this side of the pond, is that we... We have uh, we have no directory. So yeah, I'll give you an example of um, yeah, that's the big what one. happened when the new ambassador came to Washington, and as associations, there are Zambian associations across the U.S. You know, Ms. President Noah and I have uh, worked together to to kind of create that that base, and we started with just Illinois and Indiana, and now we have up to 15 states that are represented on our group. But it came out of the the, the the first meeting that we had with the, when the new ambassador came in from uh, Zambia, Dr. Simbiakula, and we wanted mm. to engage him. And uh, we said, okay, who are the association leaders in the U.S.? And there was no directory, and nobody knew who was uh, in Arizona, who was in California. So I, I think in, if you extrapolate that to whatever field, whether it's health, there are a lot of doctors yeah, yeah. on this side. There are a lot of mining engineers. There are people yes. in IT. There are people in agriculture. In every field. So I think uh, what we started doing, if we can build on that, if we build on a directory, knowing, because if you're going to go to war, you have to know the size of your army, the strength of so your yeah, army. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah, I yeah. think we we need to in, include this as one of the key things, one of the priority deliverables yeah. from our, our our meeting in Dallas, so that we can we can begin. And like the doctor said, you know, we don't have to all go back. We can support like our Ethiopian brothers at what they've done. You know, the Ethiopian airline thing. The guy that put together the financing actually used to be a Goldman Sachs guy, and he's still wow. here, but he's supporting mm. his country. You know, there's a gentleman that we work with here in uh, Chicago. He's okay, my brother. I, sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. We, we have actually run out of time. But before we uh, go uh, to, uh, we may call a private uh, discussion uh, where we'll start putting up a, a small team uh, yes. together who will come mm -hmm. and um, uh, uh, bring this, uh, 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 unveil uh, this idea, win or win. Yeah, but uh, thank you everyone for joining us. Uh, we are waiting to see you in, uh, in, in, in Dallas. My name is uh, Roger in Okuto. Good weekend. Goodbye.
Chairman focus. You see, when you start hearing people talk like this, chairman, they are not coming for a DJ chairman. <laughs> yeah, they are not coming for a DJ. People, chairman, people can't spend this kind of money to come and dance. No, 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 no. That's that's not Zambia Block Talk Radio, chairman. Yes. Mm. Mm. Imagine. Imagine it, Chama. That's why Kabiyawa, Papa, Pepper, then cooperation, Nimugo, Tuna, 